you were saying that working in the temple had somehow cut me off from reality and the and the real world. What you, of course, you, you don't realise that in in the in the temple the world comes right in, comes in day by day. You also uh, thought that the world in the temple has never changed, and we lived in a kind of ancient past. Well, that's true up to a point. The law has not changed. It was given by God on Mount Sinai through our great prophet Moses. And that cannot change. Although, you know, there are some liberal priests in there who would like to do just that. However, times and customs do move on inside the temple as well as in the world outside. For instance, when Herod died and his cruel son Archelaus gained the throne, there were some terrible riots. One massacre, for instance, left about 3,000 dead upon the temple pavements, some within the, the temple precincts. Those events and others certainly were felt within the temple, and as a result, life for us changed. But going back 30 or 40 years, life was slower and in some ways quieter. We had more time for people and there seemed to be more, should I say, characters. Sadly, people do not have time for people like that these days. There's too much rushing around. Oh yes, it's equally orthodox now, but, but then it was somehow different. It was more of a community, just like a, a small town or village. The high walls gave a good feeling of security. It was a feeling of a sanctuary. But in no way was it cut off. Many came in and many went out day by day. We had our regulars who came by most days. And as they grew older, they would spend more time within the temple praying, meeting their friends, talk, taking part in the daily ceremonies, sometimes sitting close to the inner court, watching the world go by, chatting and spending time in quietness. They had their place and they were respected by, by us all. It was just in this area where they sat, it was here that the babies came to be presented to the Lord. Our regulars, our residents as we call them, would sometimes join with the parents in the joy and celebration of that special occasion. Some of these people who brought their babies for presentation, some of them were grand affairs. Many friends and relatives been there to join with the happy parents. But for me it was the small gatherings which I liked the most. The poorer, gentle families who would 
come and perhaps only be able to afford the smallest sacrifice permitted by the law, a pair of pigeons or two turtle doves. They were usually so overawed by the grandeur of the magnificent temple. So quite often, one of our residents, as we call them, would help to put them at their ease. A couple of these residents had become well known to many of us. Anna, now she was a, a lovely old lady, a very old prophetess. She told me one time that she had lost her husband after being married only seven years. And, and that was 84 years ago. She served God daily in the temple with prayers and fasting and she came and went along with another well-known character, Simeon. Although not as old, still very elderly. He and Anna would talk frequently and discuss about all the prophecies in scripture and all the ancient manuscripts. But first, you don't know me very well. A little bit about myself, if you don't mind. I had worked in the temple since I was a boy, as did my father and his father before him. At 15, when I was 15, I, I finished my education there and, and had served in various aspects of the life and worship of the temple. Herod's great temple is the place of pilgrimage for many people from across the world, all coming either to worship or to gaze at this wonderful building. You know, when I went there first, to me it was all a bit of a blur. All these people coming and going, the big feasts and so on. But as I said, I soon began to notice and get to know some of the regular worshippers, those genuine followers of our God, every Sabbath and at all the feasts. That is when I first met Simeon. You know, when I, looking back, he even seemed old the first time I met him. Simeon apparently had been in business in Jerusalem and had always been a devout follower of our God. As he got older, he spent more and more time studying, looking at all the prophecies and the prophets and the teachings of our great father. He was a great help to me in my early days there. He, he'd keep me right on various points of the law in the different ceremonies. So we got to know him fairly well. As the years passed, we too would chat about the prophets. Then, one day, he confided to me that he was sure that the coming Messiah would be born very, very soon. Later on, he said that it had been revealed to him by God's Spirit that he would not die until he had seen the coming Messiah. He said it in such a matter-of-fact way, I was certain that what he had said to me was true. He seemed so sure. But I knew many would simply think that he was mad. Just another nutcase with his own little theory of the prophets. 
Simeon, as I say, was quite old then. I, I was about 35 and he would have been, well, I'm not sure. He's very old. The strange thing is that Anna also was one of those who had this wonderful expectation of the Messiah. Old Simeon's face would light up with real hope of seeing, as he said, the Lord's anointed. Well, one day, one I will never forget until I die. I met Simeon as he came into the inner court early in the morning. His face was at low. He was there a bit earlier than he normally would have been there. He looked excited. I believe that today will be the day, he whispered as he passed by me in a rush and made his way to his usual seat. You know, I, I, I didn't notice at first what he said and then it, it took me a minute or two to realise what he had said. Today is the day. What day? But as far as Simeon was concerned, I knew it was the day that he expected to see the Messiah. You, you'll not be surprised, but I made it my business to be working near to where Simeon was seated most of that day, pretending to do jobs that needed to be done. I busied myself, but watched as couples with their baby would come through the court. One, I remember, quite affluent people. Surely this must be a possibility. I looked, but Simeon sat on. Others came and went. Another, obviously well-educated, so kindly, so gentle. These might be them. No, Simeon sat on. And so the time passed. It was getting near the close of the day. Nearing the end of the time allotted for the presentation of the babies that came into the court. A young couple with their baby came in. He looked like a typical tradesman. I found out later he was a carpenter. She wasn't very old. They carried two pigeons for the sacrifice, so they were not very rich. I remember saying to myself, not very likely. I partially ignored them. But then, to my amazement, I saw Simeon rise to his feet. He was flushed with excitement. I thought he would stumble in his eagerness and anticipation. Recently he had not been too good on his feet. I moved forward in case he needed help. He went gently toward the couple and to my amazement he took their baby from them and held him in his arms. His face was aglow. There were tears of joy in his eyes. He looked toward heaven. Simeon blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you may now let me die and depart in peace, according to your word. 
for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. I then did not know the significance of what he said. I've thought about it many times. It was so obvious from the parents' faces that they too were just amazed at the things which Simeon had said. And as if that was not enough for them to take in, Simeon then turned to the mother and said, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel, for a sign to be opposed, and a sword will pierce even your own soul. He said a few other things. I, I, I stood there amazed. And you will hardly believe this, but at that very exact moment, old Anna came in and joined the little group and began giving thanks to God. She too realized that this baby was the promised Messiah. And she continues to speak of him to all those who are looking for the redemption of Jerusalem, the redemption of the world. Simeon handed the baby, they said his name was Jesus, back to the parents and then the moment was over. The young couple, after they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, left the temple, found out they returned to Galilee, to their own city of Nazareth. You know, soon after this, my dear friend Simeon died. From time to time in the next 30 years, I heard of the life of this baby until Jesus started his public ministry. As you probably know, he was crucified by the Jewish priests and the Roman governor Pilate. I became a follower of Jesus and had left the temple a few years before the crucifixion. You can read the biblical account in Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 29.